Welcome to the ministry of Barefoot Church. I'm Clay Neesmith, the pastor here at Barefoot Church. And man, we hope what you experience here today uh, will encourage you, motivate you, and inspire you in a great, great way. Well, welcome to church. We're so glad you joined us today. No, we're not able to get in our physical gatherings together, but we're able to gather around, uh, you know, our TV screens, our computer screens, our phones. And man, we're so glad uh, that you joined us this weekend here at Barefoot Church. You know, again, we're still living in difficult times where there's a lot of unknown things going on in the world. And we've been talking a little bit about faith and we've given a working definition for faith in saying that it's taking what we do know or uh, understand and we put it against the backdrop of what we don't yet know or don't understand. And so as a church and as a people of God, what we do know is, is that God is good and we can take that and put it against the backdrop of things that we don't know or understand in our world today. And so I want to encourage you today to build your life and build your foundation on the things of God. Let's put our faith in God and use that during a time like this. Let's talk a little bit about leading through the dark, making a difference in the dark, because again, there's a lot of darkness in the world that we live in today. You know, the writer of uh, Ephesians, he, he wrote the church at Ephesus many, many years ago, and he said something remarkable. He says in the passage, he says, in Ephesians 5, verse 14, he says, For it is the light that makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Man, you know, he wrote those words to the church, a, a people who, who needed to be awake, be alive, and be useful for God in the midst of darkness. And man, I want to just encourage us in that today. We can help people navigate through dark times, our community and our world. If we will just wake up to what's going on, if we'll just rise up, if we'll just show up and be ready to respond to what God wants us to respond to as the local church. You know, back in the day, back when I was younger, I, I grew up in a in a little small town in South Georgia. And one of the things that I, I did, and actually as I look back on it, it was an amazing time in my life, but I grew up on a farm and one of my my dad's favorite things to do was to walk into the bedroom, no matter what the night held, what the night before held, he would love to walk in early and he would say, rise and shine. In other words, it was time to get up, it was time to get ready, and it was time to go the work for the day. Now, I didn't always like the work that he had for me to do through the day, or I didn't like to get up that early. But my dad, he would often say that, and the purpose in saying that was just to prepare me for what was to come out in front of me so that basically I could, I could live um, life as it should be lived. You know, we were created uh, to partner with God, work with God, and make a difference in the world. And, you know, God doesn't want us to be withdrawn. He doesn't want us to be lazy. He doesn't want us to, to hold back, even though darkness has come into our world, sin has entered our world. No, what God does is God shows up and he showed up through Christ Jesus. Bible says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. 
And then the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. In other words, it says that, that Jesus showed up and, you know, he lived a perfect life. He gave his life on a cross and he resurrected from the grave to show us that God's love is present even in, in difficult times and, and very uncertain times. And I really do believe that the calling on the church and the work that God has for us to do is just that, is to show God's love and show God's kindness during, during difficult times like this. But if we're going to do it, the first thing we got to do is what the writer says there in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14, is we got to wake up. Now, I don't know about you, but I usually wake up pretty pretty regular in the morning time. If I go to bed, you know, at a at a decent hour, I'm going to wake up about the same time every single day. But others of us, you know, it's very very difficult for us to wake up in the morning time because maybe we don't have that routine in our life. We're just kind of random. Maybe you know, we uh, at night we just are, are so busy with our minds or whatever else, we don't go to sleep. And then, you know, we're tired and we don't wake up. You know, maybe some of us just continue to hit the, the snooze alarm over and over again. I know that, that that causes some marital challenges sometimes in people's household. Maybe it does in your household. Maybe you're a person that likes to jump out of bed in the morning, but your spouse is one who wants to hit the snooze button four or five times, and it's a little bit more difficult for them to get up in, in the morning time. Well, I do believe that what God is saying is during this particular time, you know what, his church, it's, it's time for us to wake up. In other words, we don't need to keep hitting the snooze button. We need to step in to this moment and really make a difference and be the light in the world. And so, again, I just want to encourage you today as as this shakening is happening in our world, let's let's be the church. Let's let's become alive. Let's be awake. It's not a time for us to withdraw. It's not a time for us to shrink back. It's a time for us to step up and be all that God has created us to be. But in order to do that, you know, we've we got to get ready. And and so that's part of waking up. You know, God doesn't just wake us up spiritually. He doesn't just wake us up and bring us out of darkness so that we can basically just lay in the bed and never get dressed and never do anything with our life. No, he's a God that is full of purpose. And so when he wakes us up, what he wants us to do is, is get equipped and get ready to respond and make a difference in the world during times such as this. And, you know, so I think the question may be is, well, how can the church really, really make a difference in a, in a time like this? Well, we're seeing expressions through different people at this time where they're really making a difference. There's a lot of people afraid. There's a lot of people scared. There, there's a lot of people who are sick. But what we're seeing is we're seeing uh, doctors, nurses, and hospital workers, and all those who work in the medical field, a lot of the first responders, I mean, they're stepping into this, and they're, they're really helping people. They're working long hours. They're, they're showing up. They're trying to stay equipped and ready the best way they can. But can I tell you something? What they're doing is, is they're showing courage, and they're showing compassion, and they're showing love, even though they're at the same risk as everybody else. I do believe that that is one of the great ways that we as a church can show up. Maybe we don't have the expertise of 
uh, you know, being a doctor or a nurse, but what we can do is, is we can show them love and we can show them compassion during a time like this. This is what our code love movement is all about. Um, we're doing code love as a church where we're uh, being generous and people are given to that and we're getting resources, snacks and things like that to take to the local medical facilities in order to encourage those people that are on the front lines. And, and you know, that's a practical way to wake up and get ready and show up in a time like this. I want to invite you. Let's not be like the rest of the world during a time like this, people who live in the dark. Man, let's have the love of God and the generosity of God in our heart. And let's together, though we can't physically go because we need to basically do what they're asking us to do is we we need to distance ourselves from one another, but we can help supply some of the goods to take into those places so that we can keep those people encouraged and, and keep them moving forward. It's really a time, dark times are a time that the church can show up and show the heart and the love and the generosity of God. It's when sometimes the world or people are at the end of themselves that that God can show up and restore and rescue and really make a difference. And how he chooses to do that is through us, the people of God, the church. Let's be a church that wakes up and let's, let's get ready. Again, God doesn't want to just leave us in, in the bed. You know, I remember growing up when my dad said, hey, rise and shine, it's time to get up. Whether we were going, sometimes we'd be, maybe be going somewhere or doing something. His expectation was for me to get ready and when it was time to get in the, the truck or the car to go to wherever we were going, the expectation was that I would be ready and I would get in the car and I would be equipped to do what, what is necessary. If not, you know, maybe we were going to go do something fun for the day or, you know, go on a trip or whatever else. Well, my dad would basically, if you weren't ready, he would leave you. And, and you know, that can sound cruel, but if you, if you weren't ready to go, he, he, he had a mission he was on and he would just kind of, kind of leave you. Man, sometimes I think of God that way. God wants to take us on an adventure. He wants to do amazing things through us, but we choose not to get ready. Let's, let's not be a people that aren't ready to respond and be who God calls us to be during a time like this. Let's, let's be a people who are ready. So the writer here in Ephesians shows us how to get ready, basically shows us what to get dressed in. And there's three particular things here. He says, you know, get dressed in, in God's love. Get dressed in a, a, a different way. Be, be different from the rest of the world. And then he says, you know, make sure you walk or get dressed in, in wisdom. He says there in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, he says, be imitators of God. He says, as beloved children, and let's walk in love. Can I tell you, that's what God wants us to do, is be generous and show his amazing love. Sometimes that can be difficult during times like this because it's a time when we can move into self-preservation and we don't want to get outside of ourselves. And again, you know, I do believe that we do need to practice all the things that they are recommending for us uh, to practice the social distancing, not meeting together, all of those variation things. 
And that's, that's one of the great ways to show love for other people that, hey, you know, even if I'm contagious, I don't want to give you this virus. It's a great way to practice love. And, but also, you know, what we can do is it's not just social distance and preserve ourselves. Man, we can step into this, this time and, and show God's love. A lot of people are into just being protective of, of them and themselves. And, and honestly, I think there's a portion of that that we need to do, but we also need to reach out to those around us. Man, with some of these things that we're doing, like our Zoom groups and those kind of things, some people need that relational time. Some people need that encouraging time. Man, let's, let's get involved in some of those great ways to show love to our community and those around us by by expressing the love of Christ. Let's let's be an imitator of God. Let's not think of ourselves, it says, let's, let's as beloved children, let, let's also think of others. I mean, I want to encourage you, maybe check on some of the elderly, check on some of the people around you, and, and let's make a difference during this particular time. One of the other things it says that we can get ready with is, is basically not being like everybody else. The writer here in Ephesians he encourages them to, to basically speak well of one another, not to practice the things that the world is practicing, not involve themselves in selfish indulgence and uh, you know sexual immorality and all of these variations of things. He says, no, 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 you're different. You're, you're, you're set apart. You're, you're holy is how the Bible refers to that. But look what it says there in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. It says, For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of light is found in all the good, uh, all that is good and right and true. Man, what an amazing verse. You know, what it says is people can find the goodness of God. They can find the light that you and I have been exposed to through Christ Jesus by us expressing the same goodness and basically speaking words of encouragement and words of, of hope and life, uh, words of saying, hey, you know what, turn from going in the wrong direction and let's head in the right direction and, and be, beginning to model that and live that out because we have been empowered by something else. You know, the only reason that you and I can possibly navigate during dark moments is because something has empowered us or a light has been turned on in our life. You know, we live in the same darkness as everybody else, but really the only way that we can hang on to hope and not have the same maybe anxiety that other people around us have is because we've been exposed to light. Our job is to live among other people in the dark and help guide and direct them to the same light that we have we have uh, found. So one of the great ways to do that is get get ready and live by the power of God in your life and not live by the way the world always guides and directs you to live. Let's be people that help people. Let's be people that show compassion. Let's be people that show amazing love during a time like this. It also says there that 
We don't need to be foolish. We need to get ready with wisdom. Look what it says in Ephesians 5.15. He says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Man, can I tell you, you know what? God equips his church and his people to be wise. In other words, not operating as unwise people, but as wise people. We need to operate with wisdom. You want to know one of the greatest ways we can expose people to the goodness of God, the knowledge of God, the understanding of God, is use wisdom. And sometimes wisdom is is very, very practical. A great way to use wisdom is is to follow the guidance of those who are are trying to uh, suppress this virus. You know, they're, they're asking us to distance ourselves, to not meet together. And can I tell you, that, that's probably a wise choice because if we're going to kill the virus, one of the ways to kill the virus is to stop spreading the virus and letting it infect other people. And so during this particular time, though it's, it's you know, very difficult for all of us, let's, let's help suppress this. Let's help bring this virus to to an end. And, and one of the ways to do that is, is, is let's be wise in our decisions. You know, simple things. I know it's, it, 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 it sounds like, Hey, it's, it's kind of third grade, wash your hands and those kind of things. But those are practical things that that's just wisdom. Why spread something that you don't need to spread? If you could just simply wash your hands and disinfect something and, and not spread that that's operating with wisdom, but also you know what? The Bible says that we need to be people that have wisdom that comes from God. And so what that means is, you know what? We understand that there's life beyond this circumstance, this situation, and this darkness. Let's help people who are anxious, who are basically paralyzed. Let's help them begin to see this hope that we have, this wisdom that comes from God that we have, this light that we have been exposed to. Let's not live as people of despair and continue to kind of shrink back. No, no, no. let's step into this. Let's make a difference. Let's be the front lines. And and let's begin to show people that, that God is a God who cares for his children and cares for his people. And let's step up and step into it and make a world of difference. You know, one of the greatest ways we can get dressed is, again, be imitators of God in his love, you know, in his set-apartness, and in his wisdom. And the next thing is this, is, man, not only do we need to wake up and not only do we need to get ready, we need, we need to show up. Man, I want to encourage us, let's continue to be a church that shows up. And I'm not just talking about to the computer screen where we encourage one another. I think that's a great thing for us all to do is to show up on the weekends, encourage one another. But I'm talking about with our variations of gifts, talents, and resources. Man, we're all uniquely designed. And God puts us together, the Bible says, like a body. And that body is the function in the community and in the places that he's placed us in to really impact other people around us and expose the goodness of God. And I don't know what everybody's gift mix is or what everybody's part is. But what I do know is it takes courage. It takes courage to step in and do your part. It takes, you know what, a a heart to, 
to want to work together to make a world of difference. And again, I know that each and every one of us, we have an individual faith, but we are united around a resurrected Jesus. He is the light that brings us together. Man, let's expose those who don't know that yet. Let's expose them to the light. And this is a great time for the church to begin to to really shine the light of God into the world. You know, God spoke to the people of Israel during a dark time and told them they were going to be the light into the world. He said it in Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through 3. He says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. He says, See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples of uh, uh, over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. He goes on to say in verse 3, Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. So God reminds the people of Israel that you know what? That I'm going to be with you and I'm going to work through you and other people are going to be drawn to me. Man, this is the calling on us, the church, is to arise, to shine, and let's be awake during this particular time. Let's not hit the snooze alarm. Let's wake up, let's get ready, and let's show up. You guys, be encouraged. Let's keep getting together throughout the weekend. And I would love to pray with you today uh, before, before we end our time together. God, I thank you so much for allowing us to meet like this. God, though we can't meet physically and we miss one another greatly, we can't give each other all the hugs and handshakes that we want to give, God, I'm thankful that we can join during a time like this. We can worship together. We can pray together. We can seek you through your word together, God, and we can just be encouraged as a family today. And God, if there is one who is watching today, who hasn't stepped in to your family through Christ Jesus, God, may today be the day that they make that faith decision. My friend, if that is you, All you have to do is bow your head right there in your living room and surrender your heart and life to God. That's why he sent Christ Jesus. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one only son. Whoever believes in him shall not waste away, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And maybe you want to receive that everlasting life today. Just surrender your life and say, God, I'm tired of doing life my way and I'm ready to do it your way. Tell God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for forgiving you of your sin as he died on that cross. And thank him for the resurrection as he overpowered death. My friend, God says he'll give you that same power to live the life that he calls you to live. And so if you said that prayer today, just tell God, thank you right where you are. And I want to be one of the first to congratulate you and welcome you to the family of God. May God continue to use you and bless you. God, we today as a church, we pray that we can continue to be the light, that we would be awake, and God, that we would make a difference during this time. And we pray this prayer in Jesus' name, amen. We hope you were encouraged, motivated, and inspired today by the message. 
And again, man, we believe in you. We believe great things for you. It's because of many people's faithful giving that we're able to go out around the world. If you choose to invest in Barefoot Church, just go on over to barefootchurch.com. You can give there. But go out, live your purpose, and be inspired in a great, great way.